the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. I want to invite your attention on today to Isaiah chapter 53. We'll begin our reading there in verse number 3. And so Isaiah chapter 53 and then Matthew chapter 28. Uh, is where we'll be looking on this morning uh, in just a couple of passages on this resurrection morning. Amen, amen, resurrection morning. Uh, The word of the Lord reads as follows. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Bless the name of the Lord. And just for secondarily, Matthew chapter 28, uh, just want to read a few verses here from verse 1. It says, now after the Sabbath, uh, it's the first day of the week, Began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb, and behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. The guard shook for the fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, he is risen. And as he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples, he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him, behold, I have told you. Verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And Jesus spoke and said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Would you pray with me this morning? Father in heaven, we bless you for your word. We bless you for this day. Bless for the privilege, opportunity to come together to 
worship you, to glorify you, to preach and declare your truths in the nations. Lord, I pray that even this morning that the power of your Holy Spirit would manifest itself through the preaching of the gospel. Lord God, that you might speak into every heart, into every mind, into every spirit. God, that you might encourage those who are uh, discouraged on this morning, Lord God, that you might lift up their heart, lift up their head, that you might speak God, volumes into their circumstance and situations to allow them to know that they are not alone and is not over. Spirit of the Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would speak clearly into that one whose soul is closest to hell. Lord God, the one who does not know you in the pardon of their sin. I'm praying, God, that the preaching of the gospel today would open their eyes, remove the scales from them, that they might see their need for you, Heavenly Father, and they might reach out and ask, Lord, come and save me on today. Father, for that one who's drifted in their fellowship. It's been a year now, God, for some. They haven't been in the fellowship of the believers. They haven't been in the house of God. And for them, that was a time of disconnect. But God, I'm praying today it'd be a time of reconnection for those who've drifted in their fellowship, for those who've uh, wandered off, God. And though they love you and they care, Lord God, they've drifted. I'm praying you draw them, God, by the preaching of the gospel this morning. Lord, speak a word in this place. Lord, use me as your vessel to accomplish your will. an extraordinary way. God, I need you as I stand here, a a, a, a lump of clay trying to proclaim a holy word, uh, the very oracle of God. So God, use me in your way that you can accomplish what you desire on this morning for those who are hearing my voice. It's in Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving and I do expect God you will answer. Amen and amen. Now we've been preaching through a series of messages entitled Miracles. Miracles. We started off in 2 Kings chapter 6. We talked about the axe head miracle. We went from there to Exodus chapter 14 and talked about the Red Sea miracle. Last week we were at John chapter 5 and we spoke about the poolside miracle. And on this morning is Resurrection Sunday. (laughs) And what a miracle. That took place on Resurrection Sunday. Today is a day that all across the world, Christians and non-Christians alike, pause to acknowledge the greatest miracle that ever took place. It is the miracle of the resurrection of Christ Jesus from the dead in an effort to reconcile an unholy humanity to a holy deity. It is a miracle that you would think that would never, ever be forgotten. In fact, most miracles, if not all, that someone has experienced, they would declare to you that no one needs to remind me of that miracle. But yet every year we pause, Christians and non-Christians alike, to, to celebrate the resurrection of Christ and in some ways perhaps to make sure that everyone never forgets what he did. That this miracle is never forgotten. Y'all still here? I want to talk to us on this morning in the midst of this resurrection miracle. I want to speak from the idea, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Now, I'm I'm going to ask you to to join me because I, I want this to get in you. I want it. I don't want. Me, I don't want to be preaching at you. I want this to get in you. And so, I want you to when you hear me say, "Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me." I want you to repeat what I said. 
Okay, because I, 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 don't, I don't want this to be just my message this morning. This needs to be our message this morning. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Y'all getting it. Y'all, y'all getting it. We'll, we'll get, we'll, you'll get some practice along the way. Here we are in this text of Isaiah, the prophetic message of the coming of the Lord and his death, burial, and resurrection spoken by the prophet Isaiah. And in this particular passage, we get to see a very clear prophetic example of what literally he did on our behalf. I want to begin as I delve into this idea of Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. I want to, I want to delve into this idea, first of all, by looking at the idea that he was vehemently rejected. He was vehemently rejected. The the Bible here says in Isaiah chapter 53, beginning at verse 3, he was despised. First of all, can I just stop right there? He was despised. The word despised gives the idea of one who is unworthy of one's notice. He, 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 was, he was not even desirable to look upon, as the text says earlier. He was disdained. He was considered vile. He was, he was cursed and despicable as it related to mankind. Then the, then the text says not only was he despised, but Isaiah comes back, says he was despised and rejected. Now, I know in the human sense, we want to divide that and we want to exegete that in the humanity and the, and the naturalness of our twenty first century, our, our, our ideologies of today, but I need to bring you back to the, the Hebraic example of what he's really trying to articulate. I'm, I'm trying to get y'all there. Uh, what, what, what literally happens when you bring these two words together in the, in the Hebrew context of the word, it, it means that not only was he despised in the sense that he was looked upon as vile, he was not one to even be considered to look upon and one which we didn't even, we didn't care about or we considered him cursed, but when we bring these two together, it denotes that he ceased to be considered to be a man. Wow. Watch this. And, 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 and we, can, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can play this out by, by remembering how they whipped him and how they beat him because nobody, nobody considering uh, someone a human would literally do the things they did to Jesus. The way they, the, the way they, the, the way they ripped the flesh off of his body, the way they beat him mercilessly, the way they were waiting for him to die, the way they, they pounded on him, the way they nailed him to the cross, the way they pierced him in his side, the way they put the crown of thorns on his head. No, 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 they didn't consider him even to be human. Uh, the, the, the illustration and, the, and the, the, the true manifestation of the way they treated Jesus puts to, to mind one who is despised and rejected. One who's not considered even to be human in the same way that if I can paint a modern day picture of, uh, of a police officer kneeling on someone's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Lord, help us here. And during that time, they're leaning on a lifeless body as if they were leaning on a deer or a moose that they had just shot. You obviously do not consider that person to be human. You're you're considering them less than humanity. And in the way in which they, uh, Lord, help me, Jesus, in the way in which you look upon the video, and if you find it hard to look at the video for eight minutes and 46 seconds as they despised 
and rejected George Floyd. Can you imagine looking at the video of how we despised and rejected Jesus? He, he was despised and rejected. We vehemently, we, we violently, we aggressively rejected him. That's what the text says. And, and he was abused. He, and, and the results of our rejection of him here in the text says he was a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. His reputation became such that he was known for uh, or known as being a man of sorrows. In other words, he was a man that uh, he, 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 they didn't reflect upon him as a, uh, if we were giving the, uh, the obituary over him, we would not have said he was a happy Jesus. No, because he was despised and rejected, because he was vehemently rejected, uh, we, we looked upon him and, and the, and the, 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 how do I say, uh, the, the memories of him would be one who was a man who hung out in sorrow. He was a man who hung out with the sick. He was a man that was sorrowful as he took on the, the sorrows of the world. He was a man who gained that as a reputation who was always having to deal with the sorrows of mankind the sickness of sin's disease the issues that people had to deal with the hunger that was in the street and the problems of death and the problems of hurt and the issues of blood he was a man of sorrows he was acquainted with grief he became, if you will, acquainted. He became associated. Now, I need to keep, I need to, you to keep this in mind, that he was God in the flesh, but he now has become acquainted, associated, affiliated, made to feel the grief of man. We, we, we grieved him when he came. Because we vehemently rejected him as human. Lord God. Uh, and uh, in all of the rejection and all of that what we did. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. We, we despised him and we rejected him. But Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. That's y'all line right there. Uh, uh, he, look here, he was despised such that in verse 3, uh, the, the Bible says he, uh, we, we hid our faces from him. Lord have mercy. In the same way that we would turn our face away from a homeless beggar on a street. And in all of the reality that he still is God. Walking and living and moving in the flesh, we still rejected him and despised him as less than human. But Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. I might not have done you right, Lord. I might not have uh, uh, appreciated you, God. I, I might not have respected you, Lord. But Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. He, he was uh, vehemently rejected, 
to the extreme that we hid our faces from him and we did not esteem him, but rather we, uh, we esteemed him as stricken and smitten by God and afflicted as if he was the rejected uh, done on our shoe. He was, he was the less than respectable. He was the less than desirable. He was the, the one that we could just assume live without. And uh, in the process of Isaiah's prophecy, he helps us to have clarity in the sense that Jesus was vehemently rejected. But then he picks up and turns things a bit when we get to verse 4 because he says here that uh, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. So the second movement here in the text is that not only was he, uh, he was vehemently rejected, but he vicariously suffered. He vicariously, boy, that's, that's a big word. What, what do you mean by vicarious? Well, I, I want you to see here in the text uh, that Isaiah says, surely, this is, this is with certainty, uh, he has borne our griefs. He has carried our sorrows. He has felt what we felt. He uh, has endured what we endured. And so he took on uh, what we were carrying because we could not handle it ourselves. Can I get a witness in the house that when mama died or daddy died or another call came that said you've got cancer or you've got COVID or you're dealing with this issue or that issue or your child is in danger. Can I get a witness in the house somewhere along this uh, channel that you came to a place that you call on the name of Jesus because you realize I'm at a place where I can't handle this by myself. I wish I had some real folk up in the house today that you got to a place in life that life had pushed you to the edge and you said uh, Jesus I can't handle this and he came and he lifted your burden I wish I had somebody that's come through COVID that can say Lord I realize because I couldn't deal with it I couldn't handle being shut up in the house I couldn't handle being quarantined but God you came through and you carried my grief and you held me up through the midst of the storm when I had cried my eyes out and there was no more tears left in my eyes. God, you came through and you carried me through it. I should have been dead. I should have given up, but God, you were my strength when I had no strength. I wish I had somebody who's been through something that can testify on this morning that surely he has borne your grief and carried your sorrow. Showed up. He's the God who's been there for you when nobody else was, when phone calls didn't work and text messages didn't get answered. God was the one who, who came in and bore all the burdens for you. He carried the weight that you were supposed to carry but you couldn't handle it so he handled it for you. He stepped in vicariously. He, he became the substitute burden bearer. Lord have mercy. I love that idea. I love the thought that when the burdens got pushed on me, he became my substitute burden bearer. Lord Jesus, when trouble came on every side and I couldn't go this way or couldn't go that, I, I couldn't carry all the weight of what was happening in my life. I'm glad. 
that he vicariously stepped in and said, Sterling, I'll bear that for you. I'll carry that for you. I'll handle that for you. I'm your God. When you're weak, then I'm strong. I'll be the one, Lord Jesus. I'll carry you through the mess that you have to go through. He vicariously, substitutionarily stepped in on our behalf. And so, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. He, 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 Lord Jesus, he vicariously stepped in and carried what we couldn't carry and handled what we couldn't handle, even though we rejected him. Lord have mercy, vehemently rejected him. He vicariously stepped in to help us. Can, can I dig deeper in the text now? Because when I get to verse 5, I'm just about ready to lose my mind. <laughs> because verse 5 says he was wounded. Not for his transgressions, but he was wounded. For my transgressions, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Oh, I'm I'm trying to contain myself here. I'm, I'm I'm trying to trying to trying I'm trying to work my way through. But 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 he was wounded for our transgressions. I know I made it personal, but for my sanctified, holy, think I never done nothing wrong. People in the house and online, he was wounded for our that includes you transgressions. Pastor, what's a transgression? A transgression is when you cross over. The law of God when you're supposed to be walking on the right side, but because you're hard headed and stiff necked, you walk on the left side. Transgression means I know what's right to do, but I'm going to do the wrong thing anyhow. And he was wounded for our transgression. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me I'll never forget Lord that they punched you in the face and I was the one that deserved to be punched I'll never forget Lord God that when they pulled the hairs of the beard out of your face when they put the crown of thorns and pressed it in your skull it was me that should have been there dealing with my own sin issues it was my sin that should have been being paid for it was me that should have been the one that the six foot soldiers were pounding upon and asking prophesy who hit you I should have been the one because of my sin because of my lying because of my cheating because of my attitude because of my sin but he was wounded for our transgression He was bruised. Bruise is deeper than our word bruise. A bruise is something in our language that happens when you walk past and you accidentally hit something and you get a mark on your arm, a little bruise, it ain't too bad. But no. This Hebrew word that we translate bruise means crushed from the inside and the outside. He was crushed inwardly 
and outwardly for our iniquities. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.